Tick tock, tick tock. Time's a wasting. It's almost time to put things on the internet. Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. We're headed back to Medicine Park to talk about those red bone Indian tacos with Kelly Young. And a little bit later, a major marijuana bust right here in the state of Oklahoma. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So you've had red bone Indian yeah, tacos already. Yes. And they are hands down the best Indian taco I've ever had. And growing up around here at the fair, we always had, everybody's heard of Dan's Indian tacos. That was the standard in which you, that was the bar. And you didn't really get an Indian taco unless it was the fair or unless you're, you know, you went to a, uh, like for me, a, maybe a tribal festival or something like that. They just weren't something you had all the time. So that's not saying they're not available. But when I went down there, you know me, I'm doing the vegan thing. I'm trying to do a little bit cleaner eating. But man, sometimes when in Rome, you got to do what the Romans do, and, what, and they just you just start conquering Europe. You just it, I'm, we, I'm, went, we went for it. I'm really thinking that Tara's going to end up leaving your butt over the whole vegan thing. You're the worst vegan ever. Why? She was there too. She did it. She was there with me. But you're both bad. We had to though. We we went for you're it. You're getting we, you you you've already lost your vegan cards. Oh, I know. We're out. Like we've already been we've already been kicked out of basically it's the Scientology of of nutrition. I give it another month and a half and you guys will be in your front yard cooking a squirrel <laughs> over an open fire. Yeah. It has been difficult, and with choices like Redbone Indian Tacos, it is increasingly difficult. I agree, and I think we're ready to jump into that interview. Well, chances are likely, if you've spent any length of time in the state of Oklahoma, I think the state food is an Indian taco, but I don't think you've ever had one quite like Redbone Indian Tacos in Medicine Park. And today, we are lucky enough to have the owner, proprietor, the inventor of the greatest Indian taco I've ever had. It's Kelly Young from Redbone Indian Tacos. Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. And we have been trying to get this interview, it seems like, forever. We finally we finally got here. Let me just start by saying, and I think you know this already, but i got to say it again. Legitimately, the best Indian taco I've ever had. I, the, in, I, and I think most people would agree with any kind of sandwich or any kind of, it, it's all usually about the bread. The fry bread recipe that you have is by far the best thing. I, I, it's a dream come true. I could sleep on it for a pillow. Kelly, before we get too far into the food, how did this, how did you start making Indian tacos? Oh, that's a learned phrase. I'm Native American myself. I'm a, from the Comanche and Kiowa tribe enrolled on the Comanche band. Uh, my grandmother, she's the Kiowa, full-blood Kiowa, and that's who I learned just watching her when I was a little girl. Um, you know, she raised us a good part of our life as we were young, and we were always making Indian tacos. That was one of her things. If it wasn't the fry bread, she made cowboy bread out of it as well. Oh, my gosh. I, I could eat just the fry bread. I'm sorry. 
New guy here. Yeah, Hi, Kelly. This is Harley. He hasn't been broken in yet, Kelly. What is Hi, in, Harley. H- hi. Um, what is cowboy bread? I have no idea. Uh, cowboy bread is, it, in our home, it was the leftover fry bread dough the next day that she would take the cast iron skillet out mm. for breakfast and lube that up with some good old lard and take a good hunk of that dough and mash it down into the um, cast iron pan and it would slowly cook until it it looked kind of like a tortilla on the mm-hmm. other side and then she'd flip that thing mm-hmm. over and and do it again until it cooked all the way through and cut it up like a piece of pie and that was our bread with our breakfast and scrambled eggs and bacon that was part of it oh my gosh i was trying to i'll be honest harley had to hold a note that says please don't walk on her while she's describing these tacos <laughs> I, I grew up kind of in the same situation we would have that it may be if we had honey, we're lucky enough to have honey, we'd have a little honey on it, or we'd put some jam or jelly on there, and that was breakfast. And I, right. you, I've got to get this kid over here. He's got to try this. I know you're doing the keto thing, dude. It, but if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna cheat, this is what how I'm, this is how I'm doing it. So <laughs> Kelly, you t- it, it, it's a, a recipe that goes way back. Yes. This is and this is a labor of love, and you can taste. And I think that's a lot about what I admire about what you do is there's a pride in ownership. There's a story. How did you get this thing started? Oh, I got this thing started by helping a small family here in Medicine Park that owned one of the local restaurants. We have a hard time during our winter months. And when I heard that the mother was in a hospital, she was suffering from a flesh-eating bacteria. The father was in and out helping her and helping their child. They had one son. And when I heard that this they were suffering, I got into a group that I created was called WNRs, was Wednesday Night Revival. It's a small group of friends and family out here in Medicine Park that started out from five to six people that grew into 60. I just got in that group on Facebook and I said, hey, one of our local families needs some help and I think we can help them. I know how to make Indian tacos if anybody wants to donate anything, you know, beans, meats, and I just listed all the ingredients. And everybody came through with everything and then some money uh, more groceries that they could have needed uh, everything that I needed to make Indian tacos and our local medicine park tavern allowed us the space during their medicine park polar plunge to do the fundraiser there and we had a whole bunch of help tents tables everybody setting up and we had a huge crowd and that's where it all started was just me doing the Indian tacos and raising about, I think we did about $2,000 for this local family that day. The feedback from everybody that people that never had an Indian taco or that they had them and didn't like them, that, you know, they were saying they were the best that they've ever had. And one of the ladies that was one of the good friends that helped me, she says, hey, you know, you should do something with this. I've got a little black trailer and you've got the skill. If you want to do it, let's do it. And so she helped me. Uh, get that trailer gutted and started and built it out a little bit. And we started doing small events. And the reason we did that is because I worked for Dobson Technologies in Oklahoma City where um, I sold fiber in the southwest Oklahoma area to all the large businesses. It was a good, great paying job, great company to work for, wonderful bosses. And I couldn't fathom about leaving something that, you know, was just such a, you know, great thing for me. That's a um, huge leap of faith. That is a, yeah, to... In a, in a time where, man, that is, that is, I think that's got to be that you really had to have been, you had something on your side when you decided to 
to take that leap because that to me is just I can't imagine that takes some real you know what. <laughs> it, it was a lot of work because I did keep that for about a year. All of 2019, I did our local events. We have about five music events out here, so we always set it up for that. And I was able to keep Dobson, but it was getting to where it was too much. You know, having a full time job, cooking Indian tacos is a full time job, can be a full time job in itself, and running a food trailer. So I just realized that, you know, I, I prayed about it and I was just like, you know, something came to me. It's like, you can't serve two masters. And I chose, I chose me. I chose the food and I put my notice in at Dobson in February of 2020. And I left there the third week and March 2020 hit. <laughs> and that's yeah. when everything changed at that point in time. And I panicked a little bit. I thought, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because I just left a great paying job, something that took care of me mm-hmm. and what am I going to do? And just, just a fear, that fear just went away real quick because I just knew I was going to be all right. Um, the thing that I was doing was something I was passionate about, right. what I loved. I fell in love with it and I just got creative. I actually took a loan out from Citizen Potawatomi Bank and got a bigger food trailer, uh, bought a tr- bigger truck to pull it with. And then I started toting it to Oklahoma City and Edmond area during the pandemic where everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. The HLAs up there were allowing food trucks to come in their neighborhoods and they were advertising it for us in their group pages and saying that we were coming and I was doing really well up there. Set up for two hours, I'd sell out and, you know, it was worth a trip up there and back at the time. So that's, you know, how I just started getting more creative to cater to where the food trucks were being asked to be at. And then my name just kind of got all over the place. And now it just, now it's just where I have to tell some people know that I can't do this event or, you know, I just get asked on the daily and it's that, a good problem to have. It's a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great oh yeah. Feeling. And it's got to really you know, feed now, your, yeah. Well, but you know, I was just saying, but now, you know, it, it's something that I feel like I can continue to do more and I'm looking at opening up a brick and mortar here in Medicine Park with oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard the story, uh, but Brett and I had, we, we love the whole area down there. Oh, yeah. We had gone camping before we even started this show, and we've been doing the show for three years now. Three years, and then, yeah, it's been at least it's probably been seven, seven years. Seven or eight years. Yeah. We went camping up there, and we came into Medicine Park on a Saturday morning. We were freezing our butts off, and all we wanted was some pancakes or something, and there was nothing open. And the difference between Medicine Park seven or eight years ago and today is so dramatic. Yeah. You wouldn't even think you're in the same town. Absolutely true. It's, it's not night and day. I've been living here for eight, eight, nine years now. And just the time that I moved here, it is completely different. So, so much is happening. More businesses are opening up. We're having an abundance of more Airbnbs opening up to where, you know, we have a lot of people come through in the summertime. So it's, it's definitely something different than it was a while back. You know, I think it, there's something to be said about, and I don't know how long it's really kind of been considered a resort type community, but every time I, you know, and it's not as often as I'd like, but it's more often than it used to be. There are new cabins, new places to, to hang your hat and, and wet your whistle down there. It's just, it's grown up so much for a community that could have very easily kind of drifted into obscurity. It's become somewhat of a, I mean, I think it's the number one stop for me if I'm headed that way, for sure. 
Yeah, it's it, back in the 90s, it was definitely wasn't a place that you came out or hung out at at all. And to see what it is now and today, it's just, and I'm, I'm so happy. It's, it's where I feel like I belonged even back then as a child coming out here swimming in what we call Bath Lake now. It was a little swimming hole, and it was just something has has always drawn me to this place. I just absolutely love it. Medicine Park is just the jewel of our little Nile out here. Absolutely. It it really is. It, it's fun. There's plenty to do. And it it's shocking to me that 60 people, 60 residents of Medicine Park have made that huge change because that's right. not a lot of people. Right. Or that, not 60. You said 300. I'm sorry. Well, there's, well, and that's the thing about it. You, it's like a, they're doing more than most neighborhood associations do for, right. you know, the suburbs. I mean, you guys are running the town instead of in the ground. You're, I mean, you're, you're building that thing. I, I don't know where it's going to be in 10 years, but man, alive where it's at right now. I, I can't wait to see. It's definitely building up for sure. I cannot wait myself. In addition to where I'm going to have my permit location, I'm also going to open up a brick oven pizza place Ooh. where it's going to kind of just spin off the of red bone, and I'm going to call it red bone pizza, where it's going to feature fry bread pizza crust. And cauliflower crust as well? <laughs> I will get it. that done. Don't <laughs> do it, because I'll be the only one that buys it. Jeez, don't do that. I'll bring my own crust, all right? <laughs> So are you are you building in one of the the cobblestone existing buildings or is this a, this new build for Medicine Park? This is actually a new build. It's it's, it's going to be called the Inhabit, built out of shipping containers. Oh, cool! That's a great idea. Every That's... business is going to have a shipping container, and back behind it, there's going to be about ten units built out of those shipping containers that are going to be overnight stays as well. So. In Medicine Park proper, I'm trying to think where it would go. Is it going to be kind of on the edge out there by the highway? or, or I mean, what are we talking about here? Further downstream. Further It'll downstream. Be, there you go. Yeah, it's going to be further down the street. We're at the what we call Cobblestone Hill. Uh-huh. It's right as you come into town, right before you take that turn and take that dip into town. There's all kinds of business that popped up there. We've got wow. now a liquor store. We've got Medicine Creek Olive Oil Company. We've got an olive oil store that imports the that. olive oil yeah. from I mean, and then we have a discovery outpost, you know, for kids, you know, to come in and they have classes for kids out here often. And our new breakfast place, since you guys mentioned that y'all came out here, there was nothing open. Now we have a um, breakfast place here and more breakfast place popping up, a little food truck. And then we have Harley Davidson store that's coming in that they're being built right now. And they've got all kinds of stuff, you know, coming out of their shop. I mean, it's just so much going on that I really can't keep up anymore. Well, you know, I go on and on about Medicine Park. Long before I did this, there's just something about, you know, he kind of said, and I'm going to say a little bit more about it. Yes, I can go down there and spend my hard-earned money, and I don't mind doing that because it's it's the ultimate way to buy local. You're supporting a community, and, and you've proven that just a little bit, just a little bit of hard work can bring an entire, not only bring an entire community together, but it supports each other. And that's what I like about Medicine Park. It's, you can feel, you feel like you're home there. There's like a, there's a, I hate to say it, and it sounds Magic, say magic. I'm going to say magic. Okay. It is. I mean. It's very magical. Just even just kind of, there's the the fresh air and the sounds and the smells and the, the views. It's just everything about that. 50 mile, 100 mile radius right there. But there's, 
that, like you said, it's like the jewel of the Nile. I have to go to Medicine Park. It doesn't matter how far into the Wichita's I'm going. I have to stop there. I would rather, and I'm going to say it. I, I'll, I'm going to say it. I'd rather go to Medicine Park than Mears. That's my number one stop for me. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> well, Kelly, again, we appreciate everything that you are doing, not only, I mean, for yourself ultimately, but what, I, what I'm picking up is it, it's not about you. It's about sharing a common love. We all love, we all love food. Okay. But it's, you're passionate about what you do. And that's, that's never a bad thing. And it comes through in every bite, in every, every Sasquatch burger, every Indian taco. I can't say enough. I really can't. Thank you. Well, Kelly, before, before we let you go, what's the best way for people to keep up with what you've got going on? I know you do a lot of traveling around and you're, you're in particular towns on certain days. What's the number one way for people to keep track of you? Facebook. That is the number one place where I post my weekly or even monthly schedule. I've, I've got it up there all the time, and I'll update each day before or a couple of days before when I come to a new town. Okay, so that's facebook.com forward slash Redbone Indian Tacos. Yes. Okay. Kelly, we really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate you giving me the time and to tell my story and giving me some love. We really appreciate you. Well, we appreciate you. Trust me. So uh, other than us butchering that, butchering our interview with Kelly, I love what they're doing down there. I, I love, do too. She's awesome. She is. In, and it's, we need more people like that, more people who are following their dreams. They're doing stuff that they love. Would you, I mean, in your wildest dreams, unless you really wanted to do something, 2019, when all hell is breaking loose and we're Katie barring the doors, you decide to, I mean, that's a roll of the dice. I don't know that I could do it. Well, like I said, it's a real leap of faith. She had to have some real confidence in the product that she was producing at that point in time. And I will tell you, like I said over and over again, I can see why. I, if you, I'm serious, Harley. Make a point when we're at Park Stomp. Yes, while we're while we're on, on the, on the subject, subject, yeah. If you want a a great Indian taco, oh, great. I think it great. We're okay. we're under. If you want an amazing Indian yes. taco, and you want to meet the host of the Only an OK Show, yeah. you can do both of those things. Yeah. On March eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth at the Park Stop Medicine Park. Yeah, it's event. It's really cool. There's going to be all kinds of jam sessions set up, bluegrass music playing everywhere. Everywhere you turn is going to be music, food, hang out over at a nice ice baby, head down to the plantation restaurant. But more importantly, get a goddamn Indian taco. You can get them to go. I did it. I got it to go, and then I walked 20 feet and ate it before I went to go. It's the best I'm telling you. You're, you're missing it. If you, if, if you fail at this, I, I can't talk to you. And I'm really kind of directing that to you. You you need to have it. Well, for more information on Redbone Indian Tacos, you heard it from her, you're hearing it from us, check them out on Facebook at Redbone Indian Tacos. Coming up after the break, medical marijuana in China? So I went on a t-shirt run recently. I bought four t-shirts. I made a deal with myself to get rid of... Okay, I bought four. I got to get rid of at least three. So my problem is I can't stop with t-shirts. And now that I know a guy that can print T-shirts, I have a bajillion ideas. Like, Ron, Ronnie, can you do this? Ronnie, can you do that? And if you're like me... I think there are a lot of people like you. <laughs> there are. T-shirts are a big deal. And Ronnie Davenport over at Tailboard Apparel... Yes. ...can screen print 
anything Any you want. Thing he does designs. He's a photographer too. Did you know that? No, I, I didn't know that. He does everything professionally. I told you he's he a worked. firefighter. He's a photographer. He's a screen printer. Who wouldn't want to marry a guy like that? <laughs> I thought you were in a committed relationship, but okay. I am, but for free t-shirts, I'm willing to do anything. But if you're not willing to do just anything and you don't want just any t-shirt, contact Ronnie Davenport. Yeah, his number is 405-517-2174. He'll give you a free quote. And if uh, you don't like talking to people, you can hit up um, you can hit him up on the internet at mm-hmm. tailboardapparel.com. Our news story tonight comes from K-Law 101, Oklahoma's best country. Yeah. So the news story, Oklahoma bust illegal medical marijuana farms. Was China involved? Interesting. Yeah, so according to the the news story, the news just broke this morning about a huge drug bust, possibly one of the largest in state history. Agents and officers of the OBN, along with the OHP and the OMMA, raided nine illegal marijuana farms in Oklahoma. Jiminy Christmas. I remember when the big news before medical marijuana was busts on the I-40 corridor. You know, the I-40 I forty, and I-35 are two of the main drug highways. And that was always where you heard about the bus. But now, since you've seen, seen all these medical marijuana facilities and grow farms and things like that, there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of, that's a, that's a lot of money. There's a lot of money right here. Well, this is actually being reported as one of the biggest counter-drug operations to date. Really? The nine farms spanned five different Oklahoma counties, Stevens, Grady, Carter, Johnston, and Love County, Mm -hmm. and they were all connected and part of a single criminal organization called Big Buddha. I'm just saying, Buddha, kind of known for being from Asian countries such as China, but does that still lead us to believe that, that China is involved? I, I think the I think the ties personally are probably a little tenuous. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm not 100 percent sure that that this is part of the Chinese Communist Party right, or anything right, right, like right, that. Right. But they were growing medical marijuana illegally and trafficking it and trafficking it into other states. So. You say that, and I don't know a lot about the the marijuana legal ease, but from my understanding, by law, marijuana that's grown in Oklahoma stays in Oklahoma. You know, work. I mean, that kind of fits our the model that we support is buy local, stay local. But it's a federal law. You you well, are not allowed to transport seeds or even seeds across state lines. So marijuana is still illegal, illegal. federally. Mm-hmm. So transporting an illegal substance, according to the federal government, across state lines yeah. would definitely be a felony. Right. There's no, I don't think there's like any, there's no loophole there to get through that. No, but th- the issue as I see it is they were using the medical marijuana system in Oklahoma. Uh, as their loophole. As their loophole. They were right. growing it legally under the state law, but they weren't selling it legally under the state law. Interesting. So they had their licenses to grow, yeah, but they weren't selling it to local dispensaries. Well, I worked for, I can say it, I worked for the Home Depot for about three years. And as this industry started to kind of pick up steam, we were getting a lot of foot traffic, people coming in, paying cash. I mean, they would bring backpacks. There'd be a guy that had the backpack, the other guy that would take the money out and pay, and they would just have stacks of 
hundred dollar bills, twenty dollar bills, spending. It got to the point where we couldn't we couldn't ignore the fact that every time they came in, it smelled like a marijuana farm. So we knew <laughs> we knew unless they were raising skunks that <laughs> there was. They were definitely in the cash bit moving business of of marijuana. I'm not saying that any of these are were a part of that, but I will say that I I knew some that were in some of these counties. I mean, they're not far from here. Absolutely, but apparently Oklahoma has become the number one supplier slash trafficker of marijuana to other states, which is probably not a title that no we would like to have. We were we talked about top tens recently. Uh, we're one of the nicest places to come to. Uh, great place to retire. We definitely don't want to be on the the list of best places to traffic your marijuana across state lines. No, I agree with that hundred percent. But the the issue, the China tie, right? Apparently, there are long standing rumors over the past few years about China, Mexico, or even Russia buying up land in Oklahoma and setting up medical marijuana farms. So. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny anything with Russia, which is, that's so nouveau now. <laughs> well, I've personally heard stories about people, uh, about people purchasing property yeah. and needing to use Google Translate because, yes. yes. So it's, it's definitely a possibility. A I would real? love to see more information on this though. I'm afraid to talk about it anymore for fear that one of us will disappear like the guy that, had the plans for the combustion engine that was ran on water, and the next thing you know, he we never heard from that guy again. I don't want to be known for that. I don't want to be a will. I'm, I don't want to be a whistleblower from a spare bedroom with soundproofing. All right, <laughs> I agree with you a hundred percent. It's weird. Speaking of which, while I was on yeah. my little walkabout in Sepulpa, Oklahoma, yeah, one of the places that we that we went was the Route sixty six museum. They have one of the Chevy. EV1s really that Chevy didn't sell to anybody and wouldn't let anybody purchase at the end of the lease the electric vehicle oh cool that they destroyed all of them really there are quite a few of them left around yeah but they've literally had the drivetrain removed so you can't even look at the technology oh, that was making it run before isn't that kind of that's a little oh that's like if area 51 started making cars kind of thing like like it had some type of an alien technology or something. I don't something, even know if you know? I, I, there are a whole lot of conspiracy theories. The yeah, people yeah. that owned them yeah. were furious that mm. they couldn't keep their car. Like there was a real following of the EV1. They were one of the very first electric vehicles. Yeah. And there, there have been documentaries made about it. It's an interesting story and there's a whole lot of conspiracies around it. But basically, I think the theory was that it was too good. I think in the earlier days, and maybe still now, but it was more prevalent back when, you know, Hudson was still around and Ford and all those guys were competing with each other week to week at the racetrack. I think there's always been kind of a little bit of shadiness involved with the auto industry. People stealing patents and oh, yeah, yeah for I mean, sure. it's just so something like that doesn't surprise me. It's cool that we, we actually have one at the Route 66 Museum in Sepulpa. It really is cool. Of all places. Yeah, I, I think there's like 30 of them in existence around the really? world, and they're all on loan to museums. Dude, that's cool, man. So, so before we go, though, we did have a Facebook comment. Yes. From Jackie Hunt. 
Good old Jackie Hunt. She posted on our on our page that she was born in Idabel or between Idabel and Broken Bow in 1937. Here's the thing. Find me someone from 1937. That, that makes her 85 years old. She's 85 on social media. And she's using emojis. And emojis. And grammatically correct. Congratulations, Jackie Hunt. You get your, our first, we're giving you our inaugural virtual high five. Well, if you want to get your virtual high five, it's as easy as Jackie Hunt right there. Comment, say something, let us know you're there. We want to know what you want to know. Right. So let us know. Find us on Facebook. That was three no's. Three no's make a yes. A, a, a yes. No. They don't. No, they don't. Well, this has been the only and okay show. I'm Harley. (laughs) And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace. All right, so here's my unsolicited spoiler Three thoughts on the Batman. Trigger warning. I'm going to say some things that may be viewed as controversial. Buckle up. I'll keep it short. Forget your preconceived notions about Robert Pattinson. Watch more movies. He's fantastic as Vengeance, a.k.a. Batman. One of the things I look for in a Batman movie is that you really have to be a method actor to be Bruce and the Bat. Hold on. I see that you posted this on the internet. Yeah. It's 7,000 words long. You're not reading this to me. This is the longest review I've ever seen, ever. It's probably longer than the script. The movie, I'm telling you right now. Is Connor home this weekend? Uh, get tickets. Listen, I got um, get tickets for you and Con if you want to go. 3 o'clock show, Warren, IMAX. I'm just going to wait for it to come out on. Oh, man. You can't, dude. I I just, I can't, I can't sit idly by and watch you wait for it to come out on Voodoo. You you have to see it once in IMAX to appreciate. I just don't. No, no, no. Here's the thing. It's so much more enjoyable. No, it's not. For me to see you like squirm squirm for the next 6 months while it's waiting. <laughs> I'm like I'm over here like, like recording hey, it for Hey, him. have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? I heard it came out on Voodoo last week. Have you watched it? I'm like nope. Can I rent it for you? <laughs> I found a bootleg copy. Come on, watch it. So here's the deal. I want to talk about it. There's a 3 o'clock show IMAX on Sunday. Be I'm there, listening. Be there or be square. Be there or be square. Just know, if you chose to go, I could put your... Just hear me out. I have the Regal app. And? We could temporarily put your card on there. You could buy seats. I could take your card off. But I can't buy seats at the... I don't... Wouldn't try. Dude, I'm so waiting to watch this movie. I, I don't hate you. I don't. You I'm do. Like, I don't hate you. I've been waiting. I would, I've literally said, please, please, Dark Lord, please, spiritual guides, let me live long enough to see this movie. Please. I have not been as excited so about a movie here's since what, here's my prediction. Dark Knight Rises. Here's my prediction. It's going to come out on Voodoo. I'm going to go to Voodoo. I'm going to pay the $7.99 to watch it. To rent it? Hang You're going to own it? 
God. Hang on a second. And then as I do that, there will be a super bright light on the horizon. Yep, and I just walk into that. <laughs> and it'll be like the scene from Terminator t- uh, T2 where the... Where, what's-her-name's hanging onto the fence, and it just blows her skin off. And and then you cut to the playground, where the swing's going, and there's, like, you see the skull get crushed. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could talk to me, you know? Golly, when did you become, like, a needy podcast host? I mean, I was kind of hoping we could talk. Okay, stop. No. Yeah, stop. I I used to be in radio, and I forgot how to do interviews, too, so we're good. (laughs) Three, two, one.